okay. Like I'm not a perfect human being. What we're not going for is perfection. What we're going for is a new relationship with it. Is the thought of being imperfect keeping you from taking action? Welcome to Inspired Action for Imperfect Humans. Each week, we give you real-life stories and thought-provoking research that inspires your soul to live a more fulfilled life through your own actions. From the heart of Calgary, Canada, here are your hosts, award-winning coaches, Christopher Lawrence and Kyle Kalou. Folks, oh my gosh, Kyle and I had such a... a great chat last time hopefully you agree uh with the are you trustworthy and so this is part two of that um so kyle wow yeah that it was that crazy like we literally had to cut it off because it was just going and going and going and then even after that it was going and we're just like so we we know we left you a little bit and a foot of lurch and it's not it was not to be a, a cliffhanger it was not no, it was way, because Kyle says I talk so much, but he, he kept trying to cram more crap in. And no, because I could see your brain because you're like, oh, but then there's this. Oh, but then there's this. And what this do you mean you can see my brain? We, I can we, see your brain. We, you were like, I just need to leave you with that. these three things. And I'm like, no. We do that yeah, all the time. You. And this is probably why your your sessions are never finished on time. Never. Your sessions are never finished on time. I have not ended on time go, in nine years of coaching. Yeah. And Even it's like, another sorry even another client that we have and I, I had a session with him yesterday and we share him because you're working with him um on some other things um as well uh which sometimes that happens and he said yeah that um 45 minute session i had with him uh and he was with his partner uh, that turned into a two hour and i was like what and he goes yeah. but to be honest though we needed that i'm glad he did it right and i'm not telling people to book 45 minute with you and get two hours but i think you know i think you do that really well right i think clients really trust you in that process that they just go on and you see an opportunity to just keep helping and, and supporting them in that and so i think that's great so i would definitely say you know um on a lot of things you are very trustworthy do you know you why create that space for that to happen? do you know why i can create space for this isn't and, and this is my problem with a little bit of the the push to regulation of coaching and the regulation in psychology we are not psychologists uh we are coaches and there's a push for regulation in our industry and I, I think that without regulation, you have challenges and opportunity. With regulation, you have challenges and opportunity. Of yeah. One of the challenges that I struggle with is that the, the International Coach Federation, ICF, their, their coaching model, this is why I don't trust them. It is so narrow. Like I do things that would not fit in regulation at all because I do share personal stories. But do you know why I do it, Kyle? I create an equalization in the room so that they see that I'm a human being. I'm not a superpower. Right. This is why yeah. my clients stay longer and they get better results than other life coaches. Yeah. Uh, and you do have that coaching presence. Yeah. I, and, and, but, it, but I share those personal stories mm -hmm. because it's like, Hey, like I'm not a perfect human being. What we're not going for is perfection. What we're going for is a new relationship with it. Right. So it's like, it's easy for me to go to those places. And I think I do establish trust and rapport very quickly with people. Yeah. I, you know, this, right. Like, like standing in line at a grocery store or paying my bill at a restaurant. <laughs> it's like, these people tell me their life stories in like three and a half minutes. I, it's like, I, Oh, I, you're from Saskatchewan and you're, you know, I'm paying my bill. It's like, Oh, you're from Saskatchewan and you're, you, you know, you took uh, agriculture, uh, you know, as your major and you and your boyfriend aren't getting along and you're not sure what you 
really want to do for your career? You know, and it's like, and then I come sit down after I've paid the bill and left a big tip because we connected. And, and Kyle's like, Kyle's like, okay, let's go. And I'm like, oh, you're not going to believe it. Her name is Jennifer. You know, this is her DNA code. And Kyle's like, Kyle's like, I know he sounds like he's joking, but it's just definitely it is true. So true. And sometimes Kyle, it frustrates my, myself and your partner because I know. we're just like, where is he? And, and of course, and how we can, let me just explain this part, because how we use this term affectionately with him is when he's gone for a long period of time or something else is happening or he's supposed to call us back or he's supposed to do something and he's on a commute or something has happened. And we just know if he misses the time, something's going to happen. And, and I, I remember the first time we asked you about it and you're like, all I said was, how do you do? And so we kept saying that. Did you just say, how do you do? And they just spilled everything. I love everything. how do you do. And so, so we're like, my mom is the same. And, and so she's, she's double vaccinated. She came for a visit a few weeks ago and, and uh, it was nice to see her have a hug. It had been way too long, way too long. Right, of course. And so we are out in public and somebody asks me about my car. And my mother stole my, how do you do? She's like, oh, it's this. And this is, you know, and, and it's, it. it's this and this, and it's got this. And, yeah. and I'm like, mom, this is my, how do you do? <laughs> she stole it from me. And so for the rest of the weekend, I we totally were like competing for who could out, how do you do? But I do establish trust very quickly. Yeah. The way that Kyle and Vince say it is like, girl, did you just say hello? And they told you their life story. <laughs> exactly. It's like, it's like, yes. How actually. But, do you but this do? this is something I pride myself on. And I think until actually until you mentioned it now i had never seen it in this way is that i i do establish trust very very quickly with people and the the way that i do it actually is that i go straight for vulnerability but my own right it's yeah. like oh yeah like blah 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 and it's like oh that's great and then i just ask questions i just get curious about people mm -hmm. and so and so with that said, though, that didn't go back to, I know you said in the previous podcast that for you, it's about earning trust. And, and sometimes yes. that's a longer period of time. But However, I'll in that moment, right, in that moment, mm -hmm. I think those people, there was no, you have to earn my trust, mm -hmm. right? In the sense no. of they're, they're looking for you to hit off these things. And, and I think that's what I was talking about. So yeah, my expectation feel isn't. My expectation is not that they will trust me. I go in because I'm genuinely curious about people. Like totally. I care about people. That is vulnerability-based trust. Yeah. Well, it is, right? It, in my bio, I don't know if it still says it. I don't think it does. But but I, it says Christopher, or it used to say Christopher truly cares about each and every single person he comes into contact with. And it's so funny because I get frustrated with my mom taking on all these misfits in her life and whatever else. And it's so funny because as I was because I'm like, how come my mom always ends up with these people that, you know, eventually, you know, they take advantage of her friendship. And mm -hmm. I was so frustrated. And I was telling um, our mutual friend, Sarah, about it. And Sarah, mm -hmm. she started to laugh. She's like, she's like, okay, I'm sorry. I'm going to call bullshit. And I'm like, why? <laughs> she says, Thank you. this coming from the guy who, Thank you know, you. can, can literally find five or six stray dogs in a year and has to stop and pick them all up. And mm -hmm. we'll walk around the neighborhood looking for them. This coming from the guy who it's like, sees a stranger having a hard yep. day. Uh, uh, there was one time she called me out. There was one time there was a girl, I could see a girl crying in the car behind me. Mm -hmm. And this was like, oh, this yeah, was I at the beginning that. of COVID. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And I forgot to put my mask on and everything. I could see her crying. We hit a red light and I'm like, I don't know what's happening for her, but I have to say something. So I jumped totally unsafe. I jumped mm -hmm. out of my car and I knocked on her window and she rolls down her window. And I said, Hey, 
I don't know what's happening for you, but I want you to know it's all going to be okay. Whatever you're going through, it's temporary. It's all going to sort out. And she started crying. She's like, thank you so much. And we had a hug through her car window. I got back in my car before the light turned green and I drove away. And I'm like, I hope it made a difference. It seemed to right in that moment. But, but I think it's funny because I, I do establish trust quickly. I have a story to share though. Okay. I, had a I boss. thought that was a story. Was that not just well, a story? Well, it was, but I had a boss um, <laughs> when I was working in oil and gas, and she was a great woman. She could see mm-hmm. talents in people that they didn't see in themselves, and she would challenge people. I think sometimes she saw more than what was actually there, but right. she truly okay. believed in people's capabilities. And she she might get upset or disappointed uh, at people, but she, um, she was never mad at them. Um, but it was interesting because she did break trust with me. So I'm the kind of person that I need to ask questions. I'm curious. Yeah. So we're sitting in the room. Uh, she was at director level. I was her business analyst and we were in the room with a VP and he said something and I asked a question for clarity. Yeah. Right. And he knew that I was a new employee, but the way she responded, it was like, I embarrassed her or whatever. And she cut me off instantly and redirected the conversation. And okay. to this day, I still don't know why she did it. Mm-hmm. Um, but in that moment, the story I told myself was like, oh, it's not safe to ask questions here. Mm-hmm. And I learned that multiple times. So I ended up in a position in that company where I actually stopped asking questions. Can you imagine me? Wow. I stopped asking questions and it, and it started there, but there were other incidents that were very similar. It's like, and what I learned about that company in that industry is like, it's like, just don't make yourself look stupid because there are stupid questions is kind of how the, the culture was great company for so mm-hmm. many reasons and actually very good people in it. I would say it was a very mature company in terms of like, you know, exposure, like they were really good about giving people opportunity and allowing people to explore opportunity, great benefits, like great, great company overall from that perspective. But it was interesting. There was this thing of like, you have to show that you are the, you know, that typical, like, don't show vulnerability. And I don't know if you remember, but that's the company that I, uh, while I worked there, I took antidepressants from probably about I don't know, eight months in until the year that I left. Uh, and it was like three months after I left that I stopped. That was also the company that I put on 80 pounds. That's Jeez. suppression, right? Yeah, because so, mm, so much can be impacted. I think that's what people don't realize. That's so much. And back to what we'd said previously, we say it again and you'll hear it again and again, mm-hmm. this whole thing of checking at the door, right? Can't work because you are going to, even if you left, it's the same thing that's gonna happen in your personal life, right? Some things are gonna happen there, right? Just doesn't make sense, right? Totally. Your office culture was humming along nicely. Then 2020 hit. This pandemic has left us with a sense of overwhelm and the impacts are going to be long standing. Workers have been scrambling to set up temporary home offices and now they're looking at coming back to the office. Now, this poses a real challenge to leaders, but how do you promote those authentic human connections that are so critical to an engaged, collaborative, and adaptive culture? Visit our website, strategicleader.ca, and click on Showcase Series at the top of the screen. See you there. And remember, these showcases are complimentary. 
Well, Kyle, I was thinking that I know you've got three things you want to share with the people. However, I came across a, a piece of research about um, creating trust through vulnerability mm -hmm. um, and why it's, it's, it's seven reasons why being vulnerable makes better leaders. So, right. so I think vulnerability, we should talk about what vulnerability is in the workplace yeah. uh, in a podcast, but here's, here's some things that vulnerability does in the workplace, especially if it's led by leaders. This is mm -hmm. for leaders, right? Um, <clears throat> although this is good for team members too, not just leaders, because I think team members aren't leading this way either. Like, right. like remember your leader is a human being and you have to make them feel safe, mm -hmm. just like it's their job to make you feel safe. So, Absolutely. so vulnerability, uh, decreases tension and stress at work right? Because now we can feel safe, right? I yes. didn't feel safe in that job. That's a perfect example. I was so stressed and tense. And yes. I saw it happen over and over with people who couldn't get there. I saw mm. people walk in white lipped, super anxious, not breathing because mm -hmm. they didn't have vulnerability. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm just going to call my business partner out right now. I can hear your <laughs> mouse clicking, Kyle. You need to yeah, I'm actually just clicking on the stuff that you're having here, so which is good. I'm reading along with you. Anybody not believe him? <laughs> you don't trust me. <laughs> I don't trust you. Um, the second thing is vulnerability increases the flow of ideas, creativity, and innovation. Mm -hmm. So when we when leaders can create that freedom, it is a sign of vulnerability because we're letting go of control. So it does increase this. It helps with better communication flow because we can have more honest conversations. Mm -hmm. Problems get identified earlier. So they're not hidden. This goes back to what we were saying in the last podcast of like people mm -hmm. hiding their mistakes, not feeling yeah. like it's safe. Uh, it creates better teamwork and cooperation. That's a given. It does create a fun workplace. And that's true. I think we do that well here. Um, yeah. You know, it's like we do show vulnerabilities. We make fun of ourselves all of the time. You and I, as leaders in this organization make fun of each other, but appropriately, mm -hmm. you know, it's not, it's not cruel or, or yeah. unintended. Yeah. Um, and uh, it, it also creates emotional connections, which leads to less turnover. So I mean, that's a really big thing. Yeah. And, and we hear time and time again, if you do all those things, and you're mindful of all those things, you know, people trust others more, right, when they know that they're going to do those things, right. And the three things I would say on top of that, if you want to um, uh, be trustworthy, so it has to start with you, how do you show up, right? I know a lot of times we expect things from people, right? But you need to do these three things. And if you're a leader, these are things you need to practice. And if people on your team are not doing these things, this is what you need to tell them to do, right? Because it's important. Number well, you one, tell them to do it by leading by example. Absolutely, right? Or if someone says to you, hey, how do I make you trust me? Like, I feel I have to earn your trust. I feel like what, okay, here's what you need to do. I need to see these three things displayed when appropriate, right? So if it's not there, it's not there. I'm not saying go around and just recreate it. But when it's when there's an opportunity for it, absolutely, right? Number one, admit your mistakes, right? If there's an issue that something has happened, number one, admit your mistakes. Say, listen, yeah, I actually messed that up, right? Uh, number two is to be able to um, ask for help right? You I think that's bigger than to... people. Like it's, it's so, mm -hmm. and I think people don't even know how to identify what help they need. 
but it's like if you're struggling for an extended yeah. period of time and it's not like a personal growth thing where it's like, yeah, I just need, this is for me to struggle, like learning to play the guitar or something, sure. right? It's like, yeah. yeah, that's your personal struggle. But even with that, it's like, are you struggling on your own? Or are you going to go yeah. find an expert to walk you through it step by step? Like, I think people do such a crappy job at identifying what they need and asking for support. And and I hear it from every client. I'm not very good at asking for help. Ha 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 ha. Like it's a, you know, it's a badge of honor and it's normalized. Right. And here's what I would say. That in my mind is your ultimate weakness. Mm -hmm. The only obstacle standing in front of you is the one you see in the mirror every morning. It's Hands yourself down. and it's your own yeah. mind. And I think we need to get over asking for help in every single way. We are meant to be community-minded. We are built for small communities, not big cities. You need, everybody needs to ask for more support. Absolutely. And back to what we said on the previous podcast about the human connection, we are built, just like you just said right now as well, we are built for the human interaction, right? We are built for the human interaction. And so, People want to help. If you say to someone, hey, can you do me a favor? They're like, I don't know. But the moment you say, hey, can you help me? They're like, oh, what's going on? Even though they know they may not be able to help. So number two, definitely ask for help. And the final one is number three, apologize. Now, for a lot of people, that's a whole nother can of worm. Kyle. I know Christopher is going to tell you it's me. <laughs> See, before I even got to it, he's going to tell you it's me. And I know for some people, it's not even about apology. At least for me, it wasn't about the apology. No. It was about moving on so quickly. That's it. Kyle's like, Kyle's However, like yeah. got it. It was a mistake. Let's move on to solution. Yeah. The, the missed opportunity is, is allowing the other person mm -hmm. to get there with you to that place right. of moving on. And, and so, so the more sincere and the faster that apologies come. Oh, unless you're Christopher, if it's too fast or too slow or it's too high, it's too low. <laughs> so you have to figure that out. But I, I, what I want you to hear, hold that thought, we only have a minute. You can't retort. I have retort, childhood okay? trauma. Um, the, like I said, the third one is really to apologize, right? Because then people will trust you more if you apologize because they're like, okay, he gets it. I'm ready to move on. So I'm thinking until next time, what is the imperfect inspired action you will take when we talk about, uh, trust? Are you trustworthy? Um, are you a trust uh, person that people can trust? Let us know. Looking forward to seeing you next time. It's our goal to build a global community of inspired action takers. And we can only do that with your help. So if you love inspired action, please leave a review on your favorite podcasting app and share us on your socials. You've heard from us. Now we want to hear from you. Go to inspiredactionpodcast.ca and tell us what is the inspired action you took this week. Next week on Inspired Action for Imperfect Humans. Because habitually, think, it's how we've done certain things, right? Well, it is, that, but, but yeah. I think the point is, is that you don't hire people. You don't want to hire people who just think like like you. You, you oh want to hire God. people that stretch and grow you.